One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to a special episode of the BOF podcast. It's Sunday, January 16th. Up until a week ago, Jonathan Anderson was set to show his J.W. Anderson show in Milan. But Omicron has put paid to that, and Jonathan had to quickly change his plans and instead filmed a presentation at the Scala in King's Cross, London. Our editor-at-large, Tim Blank, sat down with Jonathan to discuss his responses to the challenges presented by the pandemic. Jonathan's done everything from a show in a box to a show on a wall, and this time he has continued his optimism and enthusiasm in the face of the pandemic. Here's Tim Blanks with Jonathan Anderson, exclusively on the BOF podcast. We are still in the throes of this thing, which has upended our lives. And your life has just been upended by it again. Which is great. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. What happened? Well, we we obviously, being based in London and doing a show in Milan, just meant that we were moving 30 people there. And then with quarantining, where someone catches it and 10 days in a hotel. and, And I had to kind of, you know, it's in these moments you have to kind of be like teamers first, ultimately. You know, ego is definitely backseat through this entire process. And we made the decision, you know, last week. And now we're in Scala nightclub near King's Cross in a green room. 
which is called the Bowie Room. Oh, yeah. no. That or, uh, or the Wine House Room. That room is the Wine House Room. Yeah. This room is the Bowie Room. Isn't that <laughs> strange? Because this place has loads of history anyway, and I'm kind of glad to be back here. I was, I've been here over the decades for various reasons. Yeah, me too. It reminds me of being at university and being in... Um, being irresponsible, probably, at one point. But I, uh, I'm actually, I actually kind of enjoy the whole thing because it's nearly like ad lib. You, you, you're kind of just making it up as you go. And then through it, you find things. And it's, it's not, a, you know, I've kind of enjoyed the last period for one reason is that you're not kind of worried it's not about the review or do people like things or it's for me, it's just about just putting stuff out there and enjoying it because I'm so lucky to still have a job. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I still, to this day, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, that fashion has been able to recover through this process. And I'm very grateful, ultimately. But, but what, did, um, what did showing in Milan what does showing in Milan mean to you at this point, though? Because you've created all these radical alternatives to yeah. the sort of industry orthodoxy yeah. over the past two years. And I thought that the decision to show in, in Milan obviously represented something significant to you. Well, I, I wanted to start 2022 off with a new strategy for JW, which then was jackknifed. <laughs> I think the pandemic made me want to reduce the amount of shows I was doing for my own brand because I felt like we were kind of doing like four big shows a year before the pandemic and for a brand that is incredibly small and is and really was a kind of overstretching the resources of doing four shows for JW and four shows and X amount of other things for Loewe. So I, after doing shows and boxes and things like that, I wanted to kind of build a new schedule for ourselves. So we were going to do in January would have been men's and women's wear autumn, winter and pre-collection. And the idea is that every January we would take the show to different places. You know, it could be, it could be Milan, it could be Manchester, you know, it could be Tokyo, it could be, and it was just about the local area, like how that would influence you. This idea, I've been wanting to travel and I can't travel. And I thought, okay, well, maybe we kind of turn it into a traveling circus. And then for women's in February, we would go to show in a box. And then in June, we would do another show in a box. And then in September, we would come back to London and do a standalone women's wear show. So this was the kind of plan for 2022. But maybe I was being optimistic. But I wanted to change the rhythm because I felt like I did 10 years in this rhythm. And, and I was fed up of it. To be honest. But you've over the last two years, the, the, the things you've been able to do with this challenge, you would never, you wouldn't have done those things without the challenge of COVID, would you? You wouldn't have been doing a show in a box or a show on a wall, or uh, you know, you wouldn't have been doing those things. So to have been inspired by adversity, I would imagine that would be something you'd want to continue with. That yeah, that, because it is such a, it's a formidable challenge, but the way you rose to the challenge has been so kind of delightful in a way. I imagine for you to make those things and you know, work with all those different people, artists that you love. and Yeah, it's been, for me, uh, I think it's been probably the most creative moments in my career. 
Like, you know, I, I, I feel like I have enjoyed it so much. I want to try to work out a way that how do you combine the things so when we come out of it, which was, I was hoping um, that when we would come out of it, we would be able to combine these two types of media, this idea of, you know, the, the moving, the, the people, the, you know, the people in the industry or the people in different communities where you could see clothing walking. And then at the same time, we could make printed material and, and we could mix this whole thing together with the learnings that we had through the pandemic. But in this moment, it is about kind of, you start to realize it is going to be baby steps um, before we can kind of instrumentally change the system that we have to undo ultimately, which is we were doing that through the pandemic. Now we have to make it into re- reality of what the future can be. And this is where the complexity lies because you have got a system that is slowly being rebuilt back in the same likeness that it was. And how do you operate within it? And especially when you're a small brand, you are trying to use your media wisely so that you can sell product ultimately um, when you don't have the budgets of huge brands. And this is where I kind of in are, I'm in an unusual and a unique position where I'm in a large brand and then a very small brand. And, and this is where you sometimes have a lot of different types of reality checks. You know. Before the pandemic happened, that Lueve and your own brand were in this constant conversation that was really, that was really fascinating to, to, to watch. So now... Do you think that there's a schism that the pandemic opened up, the schism between the two, that the big brand, you did a show for it, even though it was a show in your way. Yeah. It was, it, yeah. And, it, and it still felt very much like a response to, to the reality of the moment. It wasn't like, we're just going to go back and do what we used to do. But with this brand, your own brand is more of an experiment then, do you think? Even more of an experiment. For me, it's now turned into this lab that we are exploring things in a very primitive way. And from that, you gain knowledge that what works, what doesn't work. And it is not about perfection, ultimately. That's what I have started to love about my own brand again, which is this idea that it is not perfect. It is It is not a... It is not a structure that is like this multinational. It is this like kind of, you know, mom and pop shop, you know, somehow that is <laughs> somehow being able to survive through a housing crisis and a financial crisis. And we're still hanging in during the pandemic and Brexit. But I I think at the moment you start to realise for all British brands, it's a nightmare. The pandemic, but ultimately the change of Brexit ultimately, because as much as you are dealing with trying to run a business and be creative and do all these things, you are trying to deal with trading partners, shipping, export, loss of talent, <laughs> you know, getting in and out of the country. All this at the same time as trying to do a show in the box or trying to put on a digital show or trying to do the... And in a weird way, it's quite sad, actually, what's what's actually happening to the creative part of British fashion ultimately, because I think it's sort of contracting out of politics, which is really sad because ultimately I'm so proud to be working in London, which had this amazing history of fashion. 
and suddenly exporting or getting visas and things like that and dealing with the pandemic and making sure everyone's safe, it, it becomes this very strange reality, which is very, because we're an island now and, you know, we voted it through a democracy. So it's not about being on either side. It's just dealing now with the ramifications of rebuilding a business in the global world, but in an island. And, and this in a weird way, has actually become a bigger toll on the process than, than I would have ever imagined. Ultimately. Well, because the country is run by people who have placed absolutely no value on creativity whatsoever in the arts, yeah. and that includes fashion. And, yeah. and you know, the multi-billion, dollar, uh, multi-billion pound industry that was fashion in the UK was not included at all yeah. in the, the debate about what the future would be as we chase this myth of sovereignty into Mm. some kind of nebulous in a weird way being in this building today is kind of this like it's nearly like this blast from a past of a of a gone by time when i was at university and these things were never problems i'm just kind of actually just having fun with the team playing with this collection because ultimately when you have your own business and you have a team and you're designing you have all these different heads you have to put on which is ultimately you have to be like, it's all going to be fine. <laughs> you know, the world is going to be fine. And we're going to make this collection happen, no matter that we all haven't gotten flights to Milan. It will be what it is. And not to kind of, you've got to be kind of this coach at the same time. What a life coach. <laughs> I need a life coach. Um, but, you know, so you're kind of in... You mean a lot of people depend on... Uh, depend. Yeah, and you're trying to kind of... Uh, you know, I, I feel like how many times a day do you use the word being optimistic? Mm. You know, and, and it are is, you a natural optimist? We were just talking before. I think I am. I, I don't think it's naturally in my family, but I, I, I do feel that my, my dad is an optimist. Like he's, a, he's, you know, classic positive thinker. Well, you see what, what, what you proved through this last period during the pandemic and also, uh, you know, with the umbrella of Brexit over the whole thing as well is that there are other ways to do things. I'm thinking that with what you're doing here today in Scala, what you're shooting here, you're also creating a sort of connection with Milan. So even though you're not in Milan, you have made this sort of digital bridge. Yeah. So that doesn't require actual physical movement, but it does create this sort of, I mean, is that is that what you've been able to do? do you think? Yeah, I, I, well, I'm hoping. Let's see. We're mid. We have just finished filming the show, which took us seven times <laughs> to run it through because we only had so many models. Um, we just shot the runway looks, and yeah, it will come out at the same time in Milan as when it was scheduled. And we have then added loads of other things on top of like making content within content, and this idea of. The collection kind of is, I've been kind of obsessed by like things that I have been forced into doing or naturally doing that I would never usually do, you know, so kind of like, like what? Well, like I would never thought I would have watched a documentary on Ronaldo, but I did. Uh, I just ran out of things to watch. And I'm glad I ran out of things to watch because I watched it and I thought this was such a kind of abstract, I'm not into football at all, but when I was watching, I found it incredibly inspiring as an individual. Like I found this person like kind of, I, I had no idea what Ronaldo was about. And then I weirdly in that week, I had gone to see a, a Paul Pfeiffer show 
Uh, and I remember he did these boxing videos where he had removed the boxer. Fabulous. They're so good. They're so good. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And then he, he, this person's boxing against nothing. And then I was thinking, like, what would Ronaldo be like if he was on a football pitch and you remove the team and the football? And at the same time, play kind of Strictly Come Dancing music to it. And then I just thought to myself, is there something just camp in the idea of football and masculinity, ultimately, and this idea of the sequined football jersey? And I've kind of enjoyed these kind of small moments of creativity where you're finding kind of joy in, in just actually living life and just finding things as you go. And you take time to actually realise that these are little small things that do end up on a catwalk. But, you know, in the Loewe show, you were exploring surrealism because yeah. we li- we've been living in the most surreal time. I always think, you know, Dada came out yeah. of World War I, came mm-hmm. out of the catastrophe of World War I. And it feels to me that we're in a similar situation now. And I really love that in the Loewe show, you recognize that. And just reading about this, what you've done this season for yourself, I felt the same kind of thing. Oh, it's uh, in, in this lunatic moment the proper response, well, a logical response is a kind of lunacy. You know, this year, I feel this year, 2022, is going to be a year of conflict because, you know, there's the American midterms and climate crisis is intensifying and and the social pressures with inflation and so on. It's going to be a year of real conflict. And there's two ways you can go. You can go really cocoony and protective, or you can just go fuck it and go full bore, defiant, surreal, whatever. And I feel that this is where, probably where you're more inclined yeah, to Yeah, I, I, I feel that, you know, all creativity is incredibly important right now because I think we do need moments of mentalness and escapism because I think we need something where we go, you know, why, why would you do that? It's like, you know, that's why I was kind of, I wanted a bag that was a pigeon that you opened up and it was a clutch because I just felt like this is silly. It's ridiculous. But we live in ridiculous times. So I feel like fashion sometimes has to be this uh, complex mirror that you're showing on yourself and an industry that you're in to kind of actually find humor within it. Because if not, then we, we end up in this spiral of doom and gloom and that we'll never get out of this. But I, I I do feel like the way in which I, I kind of use the fashion as a kind of paintbrush ultimately is to kind of be like, well, why not? It doesn't really matter right now because I don't even remember what I did last week. You know, when we talk about the Loewe show, I can't actually remember it. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts. Specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I think all I remember about that show was the floor with the hole in the middle of it. How we got the collection done, I have no idea. And I think I remember there was a, uh, you know, I think there was a seating problem with Anna Winter. That's all I remember. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and I'm glad that's all I remember because it means that you don't get obsessed by the idea of what you had done before and you just keep going. And I think if I'm feeling like that, everyone must be feeling like it's a blur. You know, like I, I actually sometimes always do this thing. I'm trying to work out what was the opening look of the show just before the pandemic. I have no idea. Oh, don't ask me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and then you think of all that work and you think, wow, and how, um, how, it's, how amazing life can be that it can just vanish somehow. And, and that's and how, quite exciting. It's what? It's, <laughs> it's quite exciting. It's because, exciting, right? Yeah. Because you, you, you can't stand still and you can't kind of be overprecious, you know. Uh, I think we, we have to kind of, you know, we work in fashion and it's creative and it's the arts and, you know, and we sometimes take it ourselves incredibly seriously. But I think in a weird way, we kind of should, sometimes I feel like I have to keep reminding myself to step back and be like, wow, you know, I am... I, I get to do this every morning. You know, I have a roof over my head. You know, these are fundamentals. I would never, I, I think before the pandemic, I just 
took everything for granted. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think there's been so many different things that have happened through the pandemic that you're kind of like, I, I've never ever been someone who thought of death much, but I have never thought about death more. You know, sometimes things have to implode for us to kind of rebuild something. And, you know, I was just upstairs talking to someone. It was like, oh, but, you know, you know, this industry needs to change. Well, then change it. But That's you know, what people we, were saying. Uh, That's what people was, have been saying for years. Then there was this opportunity where, we, where change was being forced on the industry and look what's happening. Yeah, we kind of, I, I think the beginning of the pandemic was this amazing moment where I have never seen so many revelations of how this industry was going to change. And within six months, they disappeared. But with the, with this collection, from, from my sense is that you're really focusing on young people who, who I mean, I, I can I can look I can look at these years ticking by and think, well, let's as I said, you know, however many weeks of my four thousand weeks, I've just kind of scratched off the list. But for kids, when we think about being here, me being here at the Scala in the seventies, and you being here at the Scala in the nineties, presumably, nothing no, nothing was ever denied us. Yeah. And and so many people, so many kids have been denied so much over the last while. And and this collection for you is very much, I feel, about giving them something for themselves, giving them something to feel that there is tomorrow, you know. Mm. I always think, I, I think once you got your head around the pandemic at the beginning of it, and like where you were like, is the world going to end or not? My first thing that I was just like, which was making me so incredibly like depressed was I was thinking, imagine if you would on different levels of school, if you were to go back in time and say, I've just started university, pandemic hits, and then three years into the pandemic, you're finished university. This for me was just like, that is the moment in which you become an adult. Do you know what I mean? You make mistakes you drink too much or you sleep with too many people or you, you know, you max out a credit card, you go on a long haul trip and you lose a, your passport. And then, you know, all these things, life experience, but you're locked indoors through this process or a kid going to their first day of primary school or, you know, like my assistant had a child at the beginning of it. The child has only known the world as a pandemic. And that is the part for me that like youth is the most important thing, mm. ultimately. As you as I get older, you just think that is the most important because it's so inspiring. You know, it's the most inspiring thing. And it shapes your future. And it shapes your future. Yeah. So I just kind of felt like and a moment through this entire this is not a new thing that I've been doing through the pandemic. Every time I've every time I do a press race, I feel like I'm saying the same thing. Because ultimately it's about going back to like a naive sense of things, like going back to like, it's. I feel like I've started the brand again. I feel like I'm operating when I first started the brand because it was like thousands of problems and financially trying to make it work and trying to be creative and trying to be a nice person all the time and be always up, which I felt like was what the beginning of when I started was always about. It was a performance to be like, everything's fine, you know? And I think there is a lot of that happening where you're kind of, you're kind of like going back in time because it, there's certain triggers in it. So I feel like for me, I, I like things that just feel imperfect right now or kind of in a weird way. I like the idea of juniorness. 
like it just feels a bit junior, you know? I, there's so many times when I was working with like Ben, we would be just like, oh, that's so junior, we can't do it. I kind of like the idea that we can do things. And what's junior? What junior is like, like for me, we would use it in a way that it was like, it's not really fully resolved or, or it's a bit like, oh, you know, we've been there. We can't go back in time, you know? And that's why I kind of like the idea that there's like a knitted elephant and a kind of blow up bag and a kind of Mary Jane and a boo and a pigeon and a, and, and we had this kid, Georgie, which we were doing all the fittings on because that was the only person who was not testing positive. And suddenly you have this sort of like kind of scrapbook and it feels real. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's over-prescribed. It's not like a hundred thousand people working on it and we're, you know, blowing all the budget to try to do it. It's just kind of like, here is a lab of ideas and we are restarting a brand in this minute that it doesn't make any sense, but at least we are, I feel like we're as a team willing to kind of like fall back in love with the idea of fashion through actually going back into a primitive way of putting things together. And, and do you think there's a new kind of joy in that for you? Because yeah. it, it, feel, it feels quite joyful. I mean, I know it's <laughs> joyful under a shadow, but, but it, it, it feels, from what I've seen, it, it, there's I, an exuberance, a sort of wildness. I, I, I feel super excited about clothing right now. I think we could enter into a new period here where fashion could be incredibly exciting. But I think we have to experiment through this process. I think the pandemic is about experimentation because... There's so much going on. The, the, the concentration span is like, we're like goldfish right now. So just experiment with them, get things wrong, uh, get things right. And then you, and through that, when, as you come out of it, maybe you're going to, you might be like, well, actually we only need to do one show a year, or maybe we want to do 50 shows a year, or maybe we're going to just do one look per month, or I don't know, but at least kind of do the wallpaper, uh, do the whatever you want to do, because at the moment, is it is an amazing moment for experimentation. But it's very, very important to be able to communicate it all, though, isn't it? Yes. And so how are you envisaging that, to, com- me, to com- communicate it accurately? Well, this is the hard part, Jimmy, because you, in my head, it all makes sense. And then you have to, I think... Pre-pandemic, in my head, I thought, well, everyone knows exactly what I do, and everyone knows I do Le Buffet and I do Jada Bianca and I do collaborations, and all these things make sense. And then you pandemic happens and you realize that no one had any idea what you were doing. And in a weird way, I feel like I have been able to articulate better and be able to explain what I'm doing when instead of over-intellectualizing it, you know. So I think now I feel like even if it's just one image that you put out or I put on an Instagram or we put it on TikTok or we give it syndicated to a magazine or we make a video. We just have to keep reinforcing this message that we are in an experimental stage. Do you mean? This is not a resolved thing right now. And I'm I'm comfortable with that for that to happen to me. Because I feel kind of like in a weird way it makes me feel like we're in a startup again. Because Luwafe is very different. It's like it survived the first virus, <laughs> or the first, you know, when... the uh, Spanish flu. This, you know, it survived the Beginning that, of the 20th century. You know, it was 1846 the brand started. So it survived that. It's, Probably a few plagues and things before yeah, then. Franco, a war, you know. Uh, or three. Uh, you know, so all these things. 
But I think what I gained from that is that it had to reinvent itself. And I feel like J.B. Anderson has to reinvent itself. So we, re, you know, we reinvent to make it exciting because ultimately when it's your own name, you've got to be excited about it because it would be nothing worse than being bored of your own self. This is petrified. <laughs> but do you, do you feel in a funny way it's become almost like an, we know you love craft and we know how everything you do celebrates craft, has celebrated craft. Do you think in a funny way it's almost cr- crossed over in, into art at this point that actually JW is like an art project? Yeah. You know, for me, there's no secret, I'm like obsessed by art because I feel like it's art is such an, a generous thing, ultimately, to the viewer. And I've always been on some weird crusade to feel like how do you bridge all these things together? And weirdly, sometimes I feel like what I have found recently is this idea of um, the crossovers that are happening within fashion and art and architecture actually start to kind of morph and shapeshift into that you actually, it's really nice that you don't even know where to place something anymore. You know, it can be a very simple, like we were playing with face filters, which are not very new things. And I actually quite enjoyed just the kind of like, the kind of control aspect of being able to have a model in the fitting, take a picture and morph it and play with it. Because ultimately I was thinking, well, what is real right now? Do you mean, sometimes I look on social media and I'm like, is that body real or not real? Or is that face real or this is not real? And we're in this kind of like, are we in the real world or the non-real world? And because of the pandemic, we have become even more escapism into the future world because we're looking at the world that we're in and we're like, well, it's a whole mess and we can't be bothered fixing it. So we're going to go and build this digital world that we can control somehow. You mean the metaverse. And then you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe we should just fix what we have first and then we can kind of... So a lot of... I find that that, in a weird way, art is looking at this and showing us paintings or sculptures and things like that. And in a weird way, I think by looking at it in a kind of psychological way and putting it into fashion, you can kind of come up with very surreal and abstract and grotesque things, which are quite exciting, you know? Do you think this is sort of like transhumanism in a way? You know, the, the next step in evolution? Maybe. <laughs> Don't know what, how that's going to end out. Or maybe I, I have been thinking that... Do we actually, in a weird way, go through this process and we become more primitive in a weird way? Well, I think we are becoming more primitive, like like yeah. t- sort of t- techno-, techno savages in a way. We have all this information and we don't have any wisdom anymore. Yeah, but because we are bombarded and we do, and and ultimately there is uh, there's no filter anymore. We we just we just kind of we look on in awe. Because we don't know what to do with it. So we, you know, it's like, it's like yesterday, I, I, I finished doing the fittings. You go home, you turn on the BBC News, and it's like watching, it's like watching the crown on repeat. And it's like, you don't know where it's going to stop. You, do, you just don't. And then the, the, the first thing you do is you turn it off and then you kind of, you sit in your house and you could nearly stare at a white wall. There, there's so much going on now. There's so much stimulus. And I, I don't even think my generation is going to be able to sift through it. You know, so I think there's going to be this moment where we're going to need to have some sort of focus 
to stop us from kind of like, you know, in a weird way, becoming the feet <laughs> somehow. So you actually love the idea that you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, I kind of love that. I think before the pandemic, we always knew what was going to come next, weirdly. There will always be a Paris Fashion Week. would always be a thing. You'd always have this editor. You'd always have this person. You'd always have, you know, the fittings would happen like this. I was so planned. Everything was shot before. We shot the campaign before. Everything. Now, it's next week. Uh, if I can get to next week, great, you know? And you take it as it comes. And it weirdly has actually made it more creative, I think, because you're not over planning it to the point where you're already bored because you've already done it. Changes your role too, in a way, that you become a medium. You know, (laughs) as much as you're a designer, you're a medium between this whole raft of ideas and that whole crowd of people there. You know, you are, you're channeling, you're a a psychic. I think that we have this amazing moment to just grasp onto what we do have and it can be better. Do you mean, I think it's, it's just there. We are just... We have no idea how to rearrange it. And I think everything has to kind of weirdly all implode on all fronts. And then suddenly there'll be blue sky. And if we don't think like that, then in a weird way, we're just falling into the digital mess. You know, I think sometimes we might need to come out of it and just realize that, wow, there is grass, you know, I think (laughs) that there is ground to stand on. You know what I mean? And I think once we have that... And it's not just in fashion, in life, in the next while, which it will always get better. You know, I think probably people during the war were thinking this will never get better, and it got better. I I think the optimism has to become contagious now, and then it'll look a lot more brighter for everyone. Well, let's hope it's optimism that's contagious rather than the contagion we've been battling for the last few years. Jonathan, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, Don't forget to subscribe to the BOF podcast for our look inside fashion and how it connects to currents in the wider world. If you're not yet a BOF professional member, join today with our 30-day risk-free trial and benefit from exclusive access to agenda-setting analysis you won't find anywhere else. The BOF podcast is edited and produced by Emma Clark, Kate Vartan, and Eric Bria in the BOF studio team. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person, too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. (coughs) Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? 
For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.